it was like my childhood abuser and I beat him up. You did? Yes. Did you feel yep, Did you feel, I did. Did you feel it? It was like sense? a couple of months ago, but I just saw him somewhere and I'm just like, you know what? I am not going to be scared of you anymore. I'm going to beat you up. So you so needed I to. I walked up to him and I beat him up. You, and how did he take that? Oh, how did he take that beating? He ran away like a rat. Well, there yep. you go. Urban life. Neighborhood banter. Pull up a seat and pass the time. The Ducat. Hosted by OT, Toothless, and Ishad. You were like, I published this. I'm 18 years old. I self-published the poetry book. I, I'm trying to get people to. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to get out there and stuff. So. so I would assume that was after like for us sisters episode. Did you hear for us sisters episode? That, no, I don't. Which episodes have you heard? <clears throat> uh, the most recent ones. There was this girl who, sorry, the woman who started Mina Speakers. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. yeah. I was trying to get. I was trying to download them through iTunes, but I'm an Android user, so that didn't work SoundCloud. out well for me. Mm-hmm. SoundCloud. Yeah, yep. Uh, no, but SoundCloud. I don't think you can download them, can you? No, you can't download them. Stitcher. Yeah, that's Stitcher the works on Android. Yeah, Stitcher, Stitcher Tunes Stitcher. Radio. Alright. Yeah. Do it, man. Subscribe. <laughs> no <Subscribe>. worries. <laughs> okay. Subscribe. So, like, um, I don't know where to begin because this is such a your book is so heavy. Yeah, it's really intense. It's an intense. Really intense, book. yeah. So, what's tell me the title of the book? Learning how to speak. Why is the title that? Because it was basically me learning how to speak up for myself after about seven to nine years of silence. So I thought, what better title than the meaning or the basis of the whole book. When you say seven to nine years of silence, that means you were 11, right? Because there's certain numbers that... No, I was seven, and I spoke about it after, like, 14 or something, uh, about that age. Okay, so tell, mm. so tell me, what, what is it that you were silent about? And what are the... What's, what, what, tell, tell me, because that when, I, when I went through the book... There, it seems it seems like you were sorting through a lot of very adult emotions as a very young girl, so, you know, and when 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 we when we do that that you know it the way you express yourself it, it kind of comes out you know all the pain and all the all of the, all of the stuff that you were kind of dealing with. Uh, I was dealing with a lot of trauma that a little child should never go through. So, and. From the, like the minute I started speaking up for myself, it was it felt really good, like exhilarating that you know I can get it out of my system. So I thought I'll start writing. I started writing a really short story that a bunch of people read, and they came to me. They're like, "Oh, you know what? This thing happened to me," or uh, "I know what you're going through." And it was really overwhelming that even adults would come to me with their stories, and I was just. I think about I was really young, about fourteen. So it was really, it was it was a really good thing that I wrote that first book, and it was really short. But I just published it on Wattpad. After that, I deleted the book, deleted my account, and just got went MIA for a bit. And after that, I said, you know, I, I'm still feeling the pain. I did not completely let go of everything. I did not write everything out. It was really vague of me, and at the same time, I just thought. If I go out with my story, many people will come to me with theirs. 
Yeah. And that would be like because I, I'm into psychology and stuff. So I thought if I could help as much people as I can, if I can let people speak about this, speak out about their experiences, maybe it'll start happening less. Maybe everyone's going to be aware of it. Maybe we like in our area, our we start offering help for the people that are going through similar experiences. So tell us what, tell me what experiences did you go through? I was just about to ask. Yeah, yeah because yeah. I think our, our, you know, some of our listeners may not know, um, you know, some of the things that you've journeyed through. Um, and tell us whatever you're comfortable saying. All right. As a child, I went through, like, I, I really don't want to uh, say something like that would offend anyone. So I'll just be really vague about it and say that. As a child, I went through something no one should have, not even an adult, not even a man, not even a woman. And what bothers me about it is that there are boys who come to me with their stories that can never go out and speak about it because to them, they're boys. They're not supposed to speak out and they cannot be abused the way I was or the way anyone was. Mm -hmm. So it bothers me because they don't have voices. Their voices have been taken away from them by their societies that are supposed to take care of them. By the, and, and it's not just the society, it's their their home places, their, their homelands, their cultures, everything is against them. It's like it's their fault when it's actually not at all. Mm -hmm. So it's really aggravating to think of because people should be able to speak about their experiences, they should be able to seek help, to let go of their feelings. To And as Irshad was saying earlier, uh, writing therapy people should be able to write whatever they want because writing is something that's yours you should be able to do whatever you want with it you should be able to express yourself the way you want to but our societies teach us from a very young age that we're not allowed to do that yeah and that's that's just wrong because we are as humans we we are all so we go through experiences to come out better and i i can't say for everyone because this experience can be kind of can take a take its stall on some people but some people can actually help other people after they learn from their experiences so that was basically why I, I wrote the book and how is the book like received because the book is for somebody so young and I'm just you know just to say this very <coughs> yeah. honestly for someone so young you tackle very adult issues and in a place like where you live it's not something that you can necessarily say out loud because of society and all exactly, of the things exactly, that you mentioned true. so how did your family and how did your friends how did they receive my friends were very supportive yeah my friends were like the most supportive my family was supportive too like once they realized that people were actually accepting it and people were actually inspired by it to speak out to get help to you know sort their stuff out was but your family no. afraid at first afraid that when you express this idea out there that there'd, there'd be a problem not necessarily, but my parents want me to just get over it, and my parents are the kind of t the type of people that you, they're just the they're they're your normal African family. They're just like you know, just let's put this down, let's forget about it ever happened, and that's the only way to get better, you know, by forgetting. And I I don't think that's necessarily true because, I mean, we all have our different ideas. I come from a different background than my parents. I, they raised me after all, but. We come from different backgrounds. I was raised the Western, like not necessarily the Western way, but I was raised loving everywhere around the world. So I, I think I'm a multicultural person, even 
because I, especially because I come from Australia, Australia is really multicultural. So there's many people from all around the world. There, there's many ideologies flying around. And even though I did not live there, I was always in touch with my friends over there, <clears throat> and I always went there. And and I, I read a lot, so I I've got ideas from all over the place. And I think that's just what helped me as a person to grow and to speak up because I. Even though I was raised to be quiet, that did not work for me because I did not want to be quiet. I wanted to speak up. Do you ever fear being penalized for being vocal? Not really, because I am vocal about my story. It's not affecting anyone negatively, and if it does affect anyone negatively, whoever is going to penalize me is supposed to actually protect me because. I am not speaking about something that's happened, that something that I shouldn't be doing. Yeah, I'm speaking about something that happened to me that shouldn't have happened in the first place. Yeah, I see. So, have your parents read it? No, they haven't. So they just know about it. They just know about it. Yeah. Oh, that's a critical question. I didn't yeah. think yeah. about. Right. I just yeah. 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 way to way to go there, Ot. Right. Awesome. What would so you, yeah. wait? So how have they not read it? Because. It's in a very public space. Yeah, it, it is, but yeah. my parents are not really big fans of reading. So I what mean, do you think? That, all they read is WhatsApp messages. And <laughs> <laughs> so wait, just, just, for, just for context. And that's um, like once a day. Yeah, and my <laughs> dad is sitting outside right now. Yeah. So what does he think you're here talking about? Uh, he, he knows what I'm talking. He knows what I'm probably talking about. It's just that he, he prefers I talk about happy Something stuff. Something else. No, it's, he, he, he thinks that... As long as I talk about something negative, I'm going to be a negative person. But that's not true. I'm, I think it's. I think it's like you take it out of yourself, out of your system, and you you make space for happy stuff. Because I am pretty happy right now. Yeah. I am not like alhamdulillah. Yeah. I mean, after after ages, I can actually say that I'm pretty happy. Yeah. That's very and, interesting. And it's and it's not because of my first. Like it, I thought it was because of my first book, but by the time I wrote my second book, it made me realize a lot of things. It made me like I, I wrote my second book. It's on my phone. <laughs> I didn't publish it yet, but I, I after writing my second book, I just realized that it's not just that. Like because if you get abused, you tend to accept it, but you accept it in all its forms. Yes. So Please. for a while, so explain that. Explain that. Okay, once something bad happens to you, at a very young age where you don't understand everything or you don't understand how the world works. You think that's normal because, and I've spoken to someone about it. And when it first happened, I told someone, you know, this happened to me and I need your help. And they told me, okay, you don't speak to this about anyone and you just be quiet. And I did not see any action after that. I saw nothing. So I thought, okay, so if it, if I have to be quiet about it, maybe that's just how it is. Maybe I just deserved it. Maybe that's how things work around here. So you'll be Uh, prone to uh, because you, then you'll ha your your character kind of weaken not weaken as in because you're a weak person but because you're going through so much conflict in you and you don't understand what's going to what's going to happen to you and what's happening to you as a child and you're you're still a child you really don't understand much you just under you just know that something happened that you didn't like but you don't know why you don't like it so if something else that you don't like happens to you you sort of just okay you just accept it you just let it go wow. That's interesting. Basically, you've tapped into how the cycle of abuse continues. Yeah, definitely. yeah, that's how. Oh, wow, I did. Okay. <laughs> well, cool. I th well, we think you did. I think you did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I didn't think of it that way. It's just I, this is my personal opinion. Mm -hmm. So, 
that's how I just like let it go and like if someone says something rude to me I would just let it go if someone makes fun of me I just let it go if someone hits me I just let it go so it just sort of became a cycle and I just sort of became you know the kind of person who lets everything go because maybe I deserve it because I let the first thing go maybe I deserve this Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah, and wait. So I have a question. I think maybe sure, it's ahead. my misunderstanding of Saudi because I've never been there. I don't. I don't you know. think it's happened to me because I wasn't Saudi. No, not at all. No, but yeah. I wonder. Maybe I thought to myself when I was reading you because I received your book from from oh, yeah we we you Ursha guys Sheri, yeah Ursha, Ursha shared it with me and um, I read it and I read it in the context of. This is a young girl in Saudi writing this book. So it made it very... Uh, I, I must have a, a misconception about Saudi because I would assume that women in Saudi can't write the way you write. I don't think it has to do with Saudi. Like, even my, my writing style doesn't have anything to do with Saudi. Considering I barely had any English teachers throughout my life. I just had up to sixth grade and then one teacher in 11th grade. So you learn... You self, are you self-taught? Yeah, so... Yeah, writing, writing uh, basically self-taught because um, the way I started writing was a funny story, but we'll keep that for later. Mm-hmm. But um, writing in Saudi Arabia, I think it's because social media, basically, you can do anything and no one would know who you really are. Yeah. But I, I, I kind of did the opposite. I kind of let people know who I am yeah. so they can approach me, so I can be approachable. Mm. So, so you don't you decided not to take a not to take what is a pseudonym a pen name? No, I'm not really against that. It's just for myself. I think because many people many people in the Middle East and North Africa can find me as a comfort zone, like as a place where they can come and talk to me and feel comfortable with that. Like I'm not a therapist or psych- psychotherapist or anything, but I would love to be one day. And until then, I will try to help as much people as I can by helping them just speak out and get help for themselves and just let go are there avenues of help in saudi for yeah yeah therapy over there is great honestly. is it honestly really? yeah <laughs> yeah no, but... i thought because the difficulty you had i thought there was yeah no but i i got help really late like really really because late. you didn't understand there was a problem yeah okay. yeah i got help very late because i thought it, no until i understood there was a problem i tried to get help the first time that didn't go so well until i was referred to really good they're a, ther- a really good therapist and that that's going great for me that's that's really helpful and your therapist encourages you to express yourself yes yes he even has a copy of my book he's read it really <laughs> yeah, and yeah. what does he say about it he's really proud of me and that makes me feel really good because you know when you the bond you make with a therapist is mm. you build with a therapist There's you feel like he's a father figure or yeah. a, a big brother or something but he's really also a father figure <laughs> he's a father figure yeah so and he, he's really proud of me he makes me feel like you know you you it's not your fault you can speak openly about this and you you have a home here like it's really ironic it's really stupid but i find more safety inside a hospital than i do anywhere else in the world really yeah you feel that comfort the minute yeah the minute i walk into my therapist's office i just feel like great i feel okay you feel yourself yeah i feel like i can say anything without actually being judged and i feel like if i say something that i i think he doesn't know he'll tell me he'll usually tell me I've actually figured that out seven months ago. So I'll be like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> really funny, it. yeah. yeah. They're really smart on that. Yeah, they're really smart. And like they can they can figure you out. So even if you say something that you've messed up or you've done something wrong, you you know you're not going to be judged. So it's like a safe place. 
to be. Shame is a big issue. You know what's funny? Um, my brother gave me this tip, right? I told him, look, I want to read Quran more. He's like, well, what do I do? He's like, listen, just five minutes. In fact, don't even do that. Just meditate. Like, center your mind on an idea and open a page. Yeah. And I've been finding, like, gems, man. And there's this one situation, like, where he... Ex- I found clarity in it because he explains that what the devil did is reveal shame to man. So man is not supposed to know shame. Wow. You're not supposed to be ashamed in front of your God, but he reveals shame to you. You see wow. what I'm trying to say? That's and, awesome. And I think if we understand that what the power of shame and how dangerous it is, we might have a different world. Because we're actually all shaming each other in different ways. That's very true. Shaming and each other or self first? Self, other, yeah. it's all these, these shaming mechanisms, man. Like I had an argument recently with somebody and I realized when, I, when I'm in, aggressi- in an aggression and he's in aggression, we're just shaming each other. Mm. You know how bad that is? That's pretty yeah, that's, bad. That's, that's, that's on pretty a, true on though. On the flip side, I feel like it also silences you too. When, what do you mean? Right. In, in your case, in that aggression state of mind, you're shaming each other, right? Or, But then on the flip side, if you know there's something about you that could be quote-unquote shameful. Shameable, yeah. Right? Then you'd be quiet about it. But then here's the thing. The whole idea is you center your belief in the creator. There is no shame in the creator's eyes. No, Let granted, anybody yeah, shame yeah. you. Exactly. There's granted. no shame in no, the creator's I'm, I'm eyes. I'm talking in a societal context okay when you feel something is shameful about you yeah. you keep it to yourself that's true but uh i really don't like that point because it's like th- we have this pride and ego thing that's really fragile and something that shouldn't really be that shameful would be really shamed or uh, like from your surroundings and it's really fragile it it shouldn't be like something that fragile It shouldn't be that valuable because if it's really fragile, then it's going to be really easy to ruin that pride and ego thing, that honor too. So it's all around the Arab world, let's say. They have, yeah, they they have honor killings, not uh, honor killings, not not in the Arab world. But uh, but But the idea. Yeah, the idea of honor that, oh, you just dishonored me so much. I really don't like you anymore. I cannot stand you anymore. That is very retarded, let's say. Because no, I'm being honest here. Because if it's if it's something that fragile that we've built, we've built this conception, we've built this concept, and now we're just living on it. So if a, it's it's very unequal too. Because if a guy does something, it's okay. But if a girl does something, oh no, our honor, our um, you're just gonna you just I ruin understand. the family. You just well, did this. You it's just did interesting that. because. Um, women's bodies are where honor is housed in a lot of the Arab world, yeah. like in my mind, you yeah. know, because I, I was raised, my dad, oh, Jesus, I'm going to say my dad, <laughs> here, here we go, guys. <laughs> All right, my da- well, I remember this. He would say, well, you know, what would the neighbors think that, uh, and, uh, you know, I, there was a boy that I really liked when I was young and I, to be honest with you, it wasn't anything like, it wasn't anything. It was really just, I like to hang out with this guy and. And I don't think I was old enough to have these kinds of feelings. Yeah. I was just, but my dad didn't want me anywhere near him. And it, it, as I began to grow older, I began to realize that um, in in my family, or like in 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 my Iraq, the Iraqi side of my world, my body was a place. If I shamed my body, my family was shamed, mm-hmm. as though it was my body housed that honor. 
And it's a very interesting and weird way. Well, it was weird to realize that because now when we look at ourselves, we say, okay, wh- why should the honor be housed in my body? What, what does it yeah, have exactly. to do? You know, exactly. It's where very, does that come from? I think it comes. Uh, I don't even know where it I comes. I think it's the tribal I, mentality. It, it could know. be, but it I can say that it's. Mentality. I was raised under that. Like mm-hmm. there was that sense of shame. You know, if you were caught hanging out with a boy that you shouldn't have been, God, God forbid, I was older, like a teenager, and had guy friends. Okay. It was not something that I was exactly, able to do in you, in Iraq. You at look all. at the idea of honor, right? The way it's perceived or the way it's being presented in this part of the world. Versus East Asia and China especially. Mm-hmm. Because honor for them is a very big deal till this day, right? Maybe yeah. there's not much honor killings as there used to be. But even then, it was a big deal. And it's always in different contexts. Right? Yeah, definitely. So, so, for example, in their case, it's about... If a guy shames a family name, take his own life, right? Mm. Uh, which mm. I think is more I of a samurai, okay, more okay. Of a yeah. samurai, samurai yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm yeah. just but thinking a Kill Bill. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any context yeah. for that, you know. So, in that, in that sense, it's a whole different... Well, can I add something? Just, yeah. just, just to, like, add something. So, I recently read that the Romans, yeah, when they want to test your honor... They say, show me your scars. There's a phrase for it. Show me your scars. scars. Like, so, mm. so bear yourself. Like, because, show me you. Yeah, because like... That's something really cool about when that. And the, horrible. <laughs> when they're in the environment and they're debating and the guy's saying, let's go to war, we need to go to war. They say, who are you to tell me to go to war? Uh, Take off yeah. shit, show, show me, me your scars. scars. Okay. So, you've got Romans, yeah. Romans had this thing, is you cannot talk until, until you, you have, have a stake in the game. Yeah. Show me what you're going to lose. The, yeah. it's, it's a very interesting approach, isn't it? Because show me your scars is a very... I mean, if, if it, it, it's funny, I guess, if I had to say show me your scars to a lot of the women that I knew, they'd, they'd be... <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. We'd, be, we'd, be, we'd be covered in them. And I think it's very interesting to... Exactly what you said, Ilham, is that the... the our, our bodies as women house honor. Yeah, yeah. But... That was imposed upon us. That, that's not that's, something that's that I it's took like, on. It's something I did not choose. So yeah. why do I have to live by that standard? And as a child who goes through something yeah. very traumatic, why should that standard be held to you if you shouldn't have been in that position? In, in the first if, place. In the first place. Yet you house shame. Because the, that you Im, you absorb that you're carrying the shame of somebody else exactly. And I, 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 I don't have the words like for it that. completely, but I I think we do that. I think we embody the shame that we've. And it's an inherited thing. Eh? Yeah. We inherit because you didn't feel that. that the, why did you go silent? I went silent because the first person I've spoken to shut me up basically. Told yeah, to. told Was me not to speak yeah. about it. Yeah. No, it was an uncle. Okay. So that that's that's what what Reem said is that. Shame was imposed upon us, like uh, yeah. so. No, our honor was also honor. Impo- honor was imposed upon us. So it's like we're supposed to feel shame for something we didn't want to happen yeah. to us. When there's no reason for us to feel shame, it's not like I went out and decided to do that. Yeah. If it was something wrong that I decide, you know, I want to do this wrong thing. I want to go and kill someone. Oh, you can, you can. I can. I'll there's feel ashamed. Agency. Yeah, and take me to jail for that, and mm. shut me up about it, and do whatever you want to me about it. But you cannot shut me up about something that I didn't choose for myself. If you really want to shut me up so bad, you should have made sure it never happened. Yeah. yeah. So where is hope for you? Like, what is hope for you? Hope is my best friend. Hope is 
grass for some reason. I don't grass. know. Why. Yeah, I really like. Is grass. it because you live in the desert and it's like no, only we have, got no, a patch of grass? No, the funny thing is, I live in a compound in the middle of the desert. Yet it's the greenest place in Saudi Arabia. It's Go literally figure. the greenest place you'll find because our compound is like between mountains, and it's in the middle of the desert. But it's really green on the inside because it's just for foreigners. And I bet foreigners who come there and go like, oh, wait, why is it so... Why is it, why, yeah, no, no. I mean, if they came and it wasn't green, they'd just be like, ah, I'm going back home. So it was the change. Yeah. Entice, so it's like, yeah, it's basically. Because like the, every time someone fr- from school or a friend of mine would come over, they'd be like, whoa, your house is green. Yeah. I'll be like, yeah, you know. <laughs> it's green. I don't know anything else in Saudi Arabia but this green place. Well, you know, in the book, when I read it, the hope seems to come from a certain person you met. Forgive me for talking yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's all right. But there's somebody you meet, and then this person you start, this person gives you a reason to feel like you're loved and you're valued and stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's my best friend. Really? Yeah. And it's a guy. Uh, how wow. is, how's that? How's that? How's that going? <laughs> how's that? Go- how's that vibe going? <laughs> no, that's that's going great. Uh, that's going great yeah but I mean props I, I think it I, I haven't read the book right yeah. so we thought it would be interesting that you know they'd read it and I wouldn't just simply because to have a shift the dynamic yeah, yeah and props for coming out and, and putting this on the table because I feel like it takes a lot of courage for you to write it in the first place and then a lot more courage for you to publish it right yeah because yeah, thank, you. Um, thank you all, yeah. all what I've been able to think about during this is We've been working on this anti-bullying campaign for a while. Yeah. And the problem is, back in the day, and, you, you know, it clicked when you were talking about the, uh, the show me your scars quote. When it came to bullying, scars are there, right? Okay. You can tell if someone's getting bullied. Totally. Someone got beaten up in school. Right? Totally. Yeah. If you got beaten up in school, dude, you grab a rock and smash it on somebody's head. Start a fight. Do something, right? Yeah. Like, I remember I got, I got into a fight, like, first grade, new school, new <laughs> environment. I came home, I'm crying. Dad's like, yo, man, like, if he punches you, hit him with a rock if he's too big for you. Yeah, yeah, Right? Yeah. Like, he's like, it's your problem. Parenting 101. <laughs> yeah, like, yo, my dad was hood. Like, no, <laughs> yeah. That's dad like, parenting. Yeah, that's dad parenting. Mom parenting, my mom told me different. don't. Your mom would have told you not to, right? Yeah. But, yeah. So you so, went to your dad because yeah. you know where the answer was. The problem no, today <laughs> is, is the bullying is on your phone. Oh, totally. Yes. We're not, and I guess... That's the only reason I... Don't show. Those scars don't Very show. Good Those points. scars don't show, and they really don't. I was bullied by a bunch of not. I, w- I wouldn't go as far as saying it was bullied. I was just made fun of a lot for gaining weight because I, I was I, I I had lost weight and then gained it, and then people would just DM me on Twitter and be like, "Oh, wh- where'd you wh- why'd you, why'd you gain so much weight and stuff?" And it's I deleted Twitter completely and then made a new account because. I just don't want to be surrounded by that negativity. Mm. But I think being uh, bullied online, I really don't know how people deal with that. It's really tough to actually deal with. I think, the, I guess the most you could do is report them or something. There's but very little you can there's do. Very little. But there's Twitter very little you can do. But, you can, <laughs> but if there's <laughs> like some damage done, you, all you can do is get help. Yeah. That's what I'd say to anyone. Get help. I don't care how old you are. If you feel like there's some damage in your soul, if you feel like you're hurting, if you feel pain from someone or from something, get help. Leave that environment as soon as possible and just you do you and you'll hopefully get back on track. And what's the fear that'll stop you from doing that, from getting help? I mean, I'm just throwing this the, out there. Like, what, what would stop someone from getting help? I think having to confront the bully. Right. 
I think that's something that stops people from actually, you know... That's actually something I've done. Like, confronted a bully? Not really a bully, but it was, like, my childhood abuser, and I beat him up. You did? Shut yes. up, Yes, really? did you feel... Yep, did you feel, I did. Did you it feel a It was, like, sense? a couple of months ago, but I just saw him somewhere, and I'm just like, you know what? I, 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 I Really, really? I am not oh. going to be scared of you anymore. I'm going to beat you so up. You so, you I walk to... up to him, and I beat him up. You, and how did he take that? Uh, how did he take that beating? He, he ran away like a rat. Well, there yep. you go. Because he has shame. I think, but it's an interesting thing because did he know the extent of the damage he did to you? I don't, know, I don't know if that's a fair question to ask you, no, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, I mean, when you do something to someone, you're just thinking about yourself. That's what people, are, no offense to anyone here, but most people are just, we're just selfish creatures. Like mm. We were built with this selflessness, this, oh, this, no, selfishness, sorry. This, oh, it's all about me. This, the world revolves around me and stuff like that. So I think especially, it, it's especially maxed with people who want to hurt other people, yeah. who get joy from hurting other people. To them, it's like, you know what? I really don't care about them. They're not humans. They're just objects of where I will hurt, objects that I will hurt. So to them, I don't think they really care if they've done any damage so you feel like he when when you approached him and you obviously you you had a lot of emotions that's yep. the only reason <laughs> you would you would want to you know um i think it's interesting because did he i i always wonder did did he really learn from that action no but i yelled at him to never touch another child okay in, in public yeah. in, in public, public. Okay. It, it was a, it was in a hospital the security guy came. It, it was just, it was that's a really very, good experience. That's very And the so security popular. guy was that's like, yeah, true. you go, girl. No, but then you yeah. take the, so much power back when you do I think you do it You do, you way. take so much power back. You show him that you don't, you don't put me on the ground. I put you on the ground. But I also think it also shows the depth of the pain. Like the depth of I don't, the... yeah, it shows, but I still have nightmares about it, like to this day. Really? And now the nightmares have been added to him, like always being there. Like now he's he, he's not as faceless as he used to be because as a child you really don't see his face much. It's all about what's being done to you. That's all you're gonna remember. But after seeing him after a really long time, it's just it refreshes everything, and you're just like, wow, okay, this is so real. Like I lived through this, and I'm still alive. I'm still walking. Yeah, you know. And I think well, I think it it says a lot. Of, it's a testament, I guess, to your strength and how how powerful you know just like that therapy is for you because I think that you have a very clear a, a very clear vision about what's happened and acceptance of that it's very Thank interesting you. yeah it's very powerful uh, you. you know weaker women would have crumbled I think weaker women would have crumbled so it's a very Thank interesting you. thing to look at and to see yo but you know in my perspective man uh, in a weird way you're finding a lot of strength at such a young age. You know, there's certain things you're saying that people don't realize even at this age. Or like, people journey very long in their yeah, lives before you're they... You're talking they some real life stuff. stuff I, yeah, I, oh, I told, I I told no her, joke. I told her yeah. when I met her, she feels like she's got an old soul. It's a very interesting mm. thing. I don't know how if that yeah. makes any sense, but yeah. I, I think I you always have a, believe that, even yeah. in my job. I, I tried to apply for a job a while back, and they wanted a really creative job interview, uh, a really creative CV. So I went like, oh, you know, I, I'm probably like 80 at Seoul and mm -hmm. 18 I, at, uh, like, my body's 18. and uh, You're an 80-year-old. Yeah, I'm an probably 80 -year -old an 80-year-old. So. Yeah. You have a poem Just, about old age, right? In the yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's very interesting. Yeah, yeah that's, that that's when that it term. started. 
Well, I, I, I did my research on yeah? it. Yeah, no, I because found that interesting. I, no, because I wanted to write something that was accurate. Because you cannot even... That's another thing about writing. You're sending a message. And if you send a message that's wrong, you're... You're messing you're up. You're responsible. Al- yeah, you're responsible for how people react to it. Yeah. And you cannot give something to, you cannot give a fact to the world that's not really a fact. Yeah. If you're giving something out to the world, it has to be true and it has to be helpful. Yeah. It has to be something that uh, people are going to react to in a way that even if they don't like it, they can't disagree to it because it's just facts. It's yeah. straight out facts. Well, I, I, the older I get, yeah. the more I wonder about straight yeah. up facts, <laughs> straight up. But I also <laughs> think it's important to kind of tackle yeah. that, to be not to be yeah, brave yeah. enough to face it and say, "Where are the facts? Show me the facts. Yes, what what yeah, does that? Like what does that mean?" That, yeah. that's, that's why I ask a lot of questions, and sometimes it gets really annoying to my parents. Yeah, and I'm seriously. And I was, Wait, I want to know. Are we going to go there? Or are we going to go there? Is this going to happen, or why did this happen during this, this, this? So I ask a lot of questions. And I think that's helpful, even though if it, even so if it makes me look mm, stupid. So it no. backtracked to the pharaonic thing. Why did they do it? I don't understand. What's the logic behind doing this? Uh, honor. It, it honor has to do with honor. So always. that a woman. <laughs> so it it was basically locking a woman's body. So essentially, it they just lo- they sew, they they sew it. So yeah. they just sewed her body shut. So Basically, she can't do anything. The idea behind it is that a woman's body should be pure, and so when you do that, there's it, it is a cultural. It, there is a cultural under like kind of underlying issue, which is that, a, you know, a woman experiencing sexual pleasure will cause her to go rampant and you know apparently go crazy. Apparently go everyone. go mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my understanding. I mean, mind you, I've yeah, yeah, yeah. it's been years. I when I was in, in university this was something that I'd studied as a chapter in, you know, a women's studies course. But that's true. That, that's that's but, how they see it. Yeah, and I think and I think what's interesting to me is that, you know, in order f- you have to start educating kids really girls really young that this is okay that kind of acceptance like with your cousin is yeah. very hard to break when you condition really early um and and that's kind of a part of the game so uh, y- women can get it done at all ages but the choice that choice is usually when they're younger you have it done to protect her purity she's therefore pure um because a woman who is promiscuous is ne- is rarely considered pure in mm-hmm. cultures in different you know in, in in different cultures so it's a very difficult subject to tackle and yeah. i i found it very interesting that you went there <laughs> like yeah. I, I was like this girl went i was reading i was like oh girl went there she went right there she went there <laughs> and i was like wow okay and Thank but you. but i i thought it was very brave of you and i think that the interesting thing is when you say the words my mother because when you say my mother you own that story becomes yeah. your story and it becomes and that's part of what our mother your mother has passed on to you so yeah. we as women we forget sometimes that what happens to us will be passed on that's and true. and so you, even though you've never experienced this mm. you experience it you yeah. experience it in all in in, in a different yeah. way but you experience that's it true. and that's part of the generational kind of passing on mm. um but you're lucky enough that your mom is educated and and very and to, yeah and was able yeah. to kind of break that yeah. break that mold um and i think you're very very brave i think mm. there's something really awesome, awesome well and yeah, yeah really awesome and really really powerful um Perhaps. Yeah, definitely. Thank you, guys. You Thank should continue you. writing. I think you know. What's the next book about? It's about someone who doesn't want, who regrets being born because of not given the cho- of not being given the choice to do 
anything in life. So the person has got very, so much anger in them, and they're sort of letting it out. I can see your anger. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I, I see the relation between yeah. Jeb and Elham in a way. I, I, I do, what? I do. Yeah. Except you're nowhere as cranky as he is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, <cranky. laughs> oh, when I get cranky, I get cranky. Because you always complain about the aggression in your writing. Ah, yeah. Uh, right? yeah. And I always told you, like, you're going to have, and I said it to Jeb a bunch of times before, you're going to have to go through that aggression, and you don't realize it until you've passed it and you're looking at it in hindsight. And uh, But I think that's very healthy. Yeah. I think like, that's, like, yeah, I, we, like we'd said before, you yeah. got to put it down. It's got to come out somehow. It has to go somewhere. Yeah. But it's interesting that you're choosing another, it's like a parallel. Yeah. Like, so you address this one issue and it's done for in the book. Now, yeah. you're, now you're into this thing about choice because... You're ob- obviously rallying against the cultural sort of uh, weight that's been yeah. put on you and stuff now, right? Yeah, that's true. But, no, that's true. But abortion is like, I'm not sure if I'm going to still call it abortion because it starts off as abortion with stages and then it goes on to stages of life. Okay. Like mm-hmm. one, of the, one of the poems I still remember, it's called uh, My Parents, I think. Uh, it goes like, uh, I, I have met my parents uh, 19 years ago and I'm still getting to know them. Yeah. So it's that's like, a lifelong thing, man. Yeah, that's yeah, 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 that, yeah. I know, but that's one of the poems that I remember. But there's a there's a there's a few that that are pretty good. There's one about a family, uh, about a family having dinner situation, but it's like it's really personal. The whole thing. There's a few personal to the characters. You mean? Yeah, I guess. Okay. Well, I think <coughs> I think um, so. So this this seems to be an evolution. The second book, it seems to yeah, be yeah. an evolved kind of way of yeah, yeah. Because yeah. now you're putting it in in phases and stages. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And you're kind of tackling who you were as a baby and and all those yeah, things that's, that that's happened. Um, I'm realizing. Do I sound like a jazz singer who's been smoking too many cigarettes? You do. Is that vibe good? That's how I feel it's like it's Mike a good voice, vibe. Mike yeah, voice, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I feel like it's a good vibe because I was suddenly talking and I'm like, my voice is different. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, it's the it's the Dubai AC. I've been working yeah, the out heat. in this. You guys in the heat. live in a really hot country. Yeah, man. Yeah. So it's, I've been working out on set for hours, and then I'll come in and out of AC, and no. it just like <laughs> no, screws fine. with your voice. But I just realized now, I'm like, I sound great. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Anyway, sorry, that was really inappropriate moment. No, it's, it's fine. <laughs> that was cool. What was what? Uh, what I was saying is that I I love that you're tackling all of these things in a new light. I love that you're seeing all these things in a new light. Um, but what's interesting to me, and and it's it goes back to what he said, is that I still see a bit of anger in you. Mm. And I think you're working through that anger. I know? am working through that. I'm trying to start an online community that would just, especially for the people in the Middle East and North Africa, because this is where our voices get robbed. So mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. So I'm trying okay. to start an online community where they can come and find a platform where they can be open about their experiences, where they can talk to other people, where how, they how, can find a safe place. Basically. How do you how do you know? How do you know that that's not going to be a place where they can just be targeted? Like sometimes I get worried because yeah. you know that, that it just yeah. becomes like a place where it'll be anonymous. So you, so you, mm. so anonymity is necessary. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. Would, what, anonymity what, goes both ways, right? Doesn't it? Yeah. Then the trolls are are anonymous, anonymous as well. well. Yeah. yeah. Why did you start a mailing list? 
a mailing list is interesting. That's interesting. One on one. Yeah, yeah. Like that post secret. Um, mm, have you that, seen awesome. Whisper? Whisper, the Whisper app, is right? fantastic. Yeah. yeah, have you seen Whisper? That's where I met my best friend. Really? <laughs> yes. Whisper is a good place. Yes. Um, so I think I think it's interesting because I believe it's necessary. I believe it's a service that people need service. for their hearts, for their souls, for yeah. their spirituality, for their healthy, for a healthy life. Um, anonymity is important. It is and, definitely. And I think that yeah, maybe maybe there is something to that, and I encourage you to pursue that. Have you thought about doing spoken word? I have, but I live in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> that should never stop you. I know it shouldn't stop it me, but from writing. I, it shouldn't. It didn't stop uh, you from writing. The reason, yeah, I'm trying to start I, my own poetry the, slab and everything. I think so, you should do that because I'm just like still looking for a venue and everything. You know. Though, yeah, so it's still at the early stages. I think that's really cool. Yeah, I think you should compound. do it. Make it yeah, just do it in the oh, compound. Our compound is like top security. Really? Yep. No, but I mean, Nobody can get in. It's a big community. It's isn't very it? hard for people. No, it, it, it's not that big of a community. Like it's mostly little children that parents with their little children. Oh, okay. So we're have. the ones. We started off as little children then, and then we grew up. So. Okay, so we're not a lot of people yeah, yeah. from Yari's group. Not no. Oh. Most of them are like off to uni doing their. Maybe thing. a hospital. Yeah. Good, good yeah. freaking idea, right? <laughs> yeah. you, I, I know fire. that dude. I love you're that dude. You're on fire today. Yeah. <laughs> OT coming in with the I'm good ideas. I've just been like. <laughs> is OT working today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Today he's been driving. Yeah, he's like I'm thinking driving about driving around. Yeah, yeah. Yo, so Haas, you know Haas, right? So Haas yeah. is the guy. Haas went through struggles trying to set up events, so he might be able yes. to give you some tips on how to do this. I think that's a really good idea. I think we should I emailed him, them. never got anything back. It's no, Haas really listens to the show. He'll hear. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I think it's important that you know you kind of really give give. I you seem to have a life mission at a at a really young age. That's the thing. I was thinking of it a while back, uh, not really that far off, like a couple of weeks ago. That's when I started the blog. I started this blog, but I didn't go off like with it yet. Didn't like uh, broadcast it and everything. Yes, and yeah, yeah, sure. But I I was thinking, okay, this is what I'm meant to be doing. What is this? It's helping people who have struggled with abuse, people that can't talk about it. They can come to me and talk to me about it. And I will, inshallah, like, I'm trying my hardest to be there for every single person out there. Even though I know that's impossible, but as time goes by, our, my team will grow. And inshallah, it will be people that I trust. Just like you, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. You're on a yeah. mission. Like you're yeah. sad. No, I, yeah, I, I am sad. I already yeah. started. I love the that and everything. Gorgeous. I yeah. love that hype. And I know, like I know, if I study psychology, this is gonna help yep. me. Yep. I'm trying to get help from. Uh, I'm I'm trying to get like start a nonprofit organization or something like that, something along those lines, and get help from the UN or you know whatever. Any like anyone who's willing to help. Anyone like text, email some psy uh, psychiatrists in Africa and. I'll check with the Middle East. I'm, I'm trying to do everything, and I'm just trying to do everything I can, because you know emails they do everything, man. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean they got me. Emails got me here. Yeah. Emails got me here. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Right. So I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to get in touch with everyone who can who can help, who's mm-hmm. willing to help, who's actually already hands on on this mission. So it's not just a mission that I started. It's a mission that a bunch of people have started, but they can't go. It's your They can't chapter, cover man. everywhere. It's your chapter now. It is it's my chapter now, and I, I'm yeah. willing to write it and, and, as, yeah, as awesomely as possible. Yeah, yeah. We're, 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 yeah. 
I definitely think it's you know to to meet someone so young with such a who's who's lived a very like you know a life that many people would consider difficult. Mm. I think um, you've managed to rise above it in so many great, great, great ways, and I think we could all learn a little something. Yeah, like remember the gratitude episode? You're saying my heart's been broken. <laughs> yeah, my heart's so broken that Text even me. the blues yeah. can Text break. Text me, I'll fix you. Yeah, exactly. Yo, finish the book. Um, I want to see you grow. I'm looking forward to like knowing what happens to you in the future. Yeah, I'm looking Thank forward you. to the adventure. Because uh, you're now part of our story as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're definitely you're a part, part of, of the Dekan story. story yeah, so this is crazy. I'm into it. I'm into it. What you need, what you need from us, you just say. Let us yeah. know what you need. We'll help you. No worries. Yeah, you've Thank got, you guys. You've got, we've got your back door. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I guess Man, it's done. For us, better put a mix to I don't know what mix he's going to put. Yeah. He's going to put like a mix, right? But that's the thing. For us, his mixes are moody. So he'd listen to the episode. He'd, to the episode, he'd, he'd figure out. out the mood, and then he'd work a music. I'm so. down with that. Awesome. Yeah. So say, tell us, it's done. Muffled sound of fist on flesh Blows to chest, no breath, air gasps You ain't nothing but white trash With each hit, each kick, each broken rib Crack, crack, bones are crying Mommy's crying and bleeding and pleading And then daddy wants to His card swelled with power rush And as if all that wasn't enough Mommy's seven months heavy with birth As daddy grunts and curse Drunk nothings in her bloodied ear First lullaby, first son will ever hear and never forget. Mommy almost bled to death when she had him, finally. She'd already lost three, uterus bruised, shredded and weak from being daily beat. And Friday nights were the worst and daddy never came with flowers. Instead, he spent hours at some corner spot with some barcock named Cookie, putting his thing down, soiling mommy's sheets with sweet talk shit, Cookie's cheap lipstick, hair grease, sperm, and Jezebel juice. To hell with the good news that he was a father for the first time. His thirst for wine and women clouded his vision. No warm welcome for mother and son, just the rank smell of sax crack, funk, and cum. But mommy's prayerful strength, her best defense. She burned the dirty linens, made a fresh bed, laid sleeping first son down, and never made a sound. As she purged her scourge with birth blood and quiet tears, watching as her fears and love and sacrifice lie there in his soft skin and new life, breathing, dreaming, fresh from God's eye. Mommy's little survivor, like her. Mommy called crazy and scorned cause she too more born. One boy soon after, the girl much later, and although they were both sung the same lullabies of hate, her first son, the first one whose womb world was profaned, came of age playing street games with Stewie, Rezzy, and little brother till his heart start to wither in pain and shame. Blamed mom for the wrong she let daddy do to her and him, let Sins of the father cause his innocence to wander. Found honor amongst thieves, chose to squander his dreams. Stop believing in himself. Become prodigal with his life. Make impossible shit right with gang ties, crime, lies. 
erase wise, woeful words of mother, replace them with absurdities of others who had also lost their way. Played a different kind of street game now, first son plunge deep, speak street family vows, espouse no causes but his own. See, he couldn't protect mommy's neck from daddy's grasp or protect mommy's ass from daddy's wrath, couldn't shield her ears from daddy's foul mouth, liquor breath jeers. His only defense served be confidence. Brown bottles housed his swift descent. Phones called cops on block frequent for his shenanigans now. Daddy and him twins in addiction. Driven to false-hearted heavens and friends by liquefied demons. Had become what he despised from conception till end. Destined for demise. Survived nine lives of staying high. Conning, jewelry pawning, arrests, theft, womanizing, only for money, never for sex. Bullet in chest, baseball bat to the head, left for dead. So eyes wide and glassy, speech slow and slurred, lips twitched with caked up coating candy in mouth corners one December 24th. Mr. Hyde and false friend took final ride to suburban supplier. Shots were fired by the gray man with shaky hand but not shaky enough to miss, hit, lost boy in back. So-called friend runs for door, leaves first son blood-born, lying alone in blood on cold floor. Death was the cost of returning to innocence, lost. Baby sis awake for dawn on Christmas morn to mommy's sobs and shakes, daddy's silhouettes of regret, all past omitted and absolved by loss as they clung to each other, knowing. Remember how you used to, uh, you used to phone up and you wouldn't say your name, you'd just say, uh, hey, you, you know, I see you on my blank sheet before I write or form or recall this situation, yo, my memories choke me and stay in my pillow as my voice becomes hollow as I trace tear lines around the space that won't fill. Yo, I feel nothing but this way and the emptiness stays and it's cluttered with a silence that teases me It leads me on like it's gonna say, like it's gonna say Cry when they're slain. 
I regained consciousness to blurry vision I tried to listen out for whispers of Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and SoundCloud at Dukan Show. Subscribe to the show on your iTunes and Stitcher to stay up to date. And if you like what you hear, give it a rating. Dukan is hosted by OT, Irshad, and Tufus. You can also reach them on their personal social media profiles at OT Official and at Irshad underscore INI. And you can also reach Tufus at soundcloud.com slash firas Ibrahim. Salam.
صباح الخير يا كذبة صباح الخير يا كذبة إذا أنني قصر ما ضرني عتبة صباح الخير للجوال في عربة صباح الخير للأضواء للجلبة المنهج المختل عقليا على الخشبة هو المجنون من يبدي له عجبة صباح الخير يا حاوز الماء صادروا أرضي فما تبقى لي سواك من هضبة هنا سمع هنا طاعة بلادٌ يشترون عندنا لقصدهم باعة شعبي تكرهون أفرغوا له الملعب تبخلون نحن نمل يملأ القاعة تغضبون عرسنا يضنى ولا يكسب غاصبون نحن سرب هاجر الساعة أمه هذا ليس عدلا كيف حاوره اللص لص ما له ساعة يقال لص مهبون فمقطاعة فجاء اللص يفل أقفالي بقطاعة أنا سيء أنا جيد أنا أتقيأ الدنيا فارحموا أحقادكم مني أنا ميت هنا ولا هنا حيت هنا عبد هنا سيد أنا سيء أنا جيد أنا أتقيأ الدنيا فارحموا أحقادكم مني أنا ميت هنا ولا هنا حيت هنا عبد هنا سيد أنا سيء أنا جيد غدا تفتح الأبواب أو تنغلق تهرعون للأبواب إن تراء الملك هذا زمان إن تشريه في حسابه تشترك سلموا على دار في حبها ننهمك ولا تجرب المحرور والمنسحق من تحت ظل الزور عازف فقري ورافع شكوى لماجدات الحدق يا سيدي هل يقرع الناقوس في ديوانكم وهل يعرى السلك الدبلوماسي المحترق أأجرتم كرسي ملككم وظننتم بأننا عبيدكم إذا أهلا وسهلا يا طويل العمر والزنبلك صباح الموت معتد بأتباعه كلابه جوعى ومضطر لإشباعه وضعنا ما وراءنا قدام والدهر نعبره مناكيد لإسراعه خطفنا الورد والخراف والأحلام وجاء كابوس بسكين لإرجاعه أنرجوه لإقناعه وفي سياطه يملى بأننا ضمن إبطاعه عرباته وفوده جنوده وقوده والصف العسكري والزي جدار العنصري يقص الغط والطري والحق ما تبقى إلا أن يضم الحي فما همي حقوق إنساني الحق حق فاقع عيني وكاسر عظمي وأسناني كفيف الرد لي بصري صريح لا أرى قدري ومثله حرير فوق القيد أعطاني أوى أغثني يا معمر التدبير في شاني أمن حل سريع أم كتاب أخضر ثاني
Isso, isso é claro. muito errado. 